transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Sang the whole thing, man. You sang the hell. I almost was like, are, you out, of, are like, you out of breath? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a tough tune, man. I almost, uh, I almost like did like a breakdown into the ska version. Uh, but <laughs> you'd have a big, big horn solo in the middle. Yeah, dude, exactly. exactly. The uh, bust out the checkered pants, fellas. The you know, I got the I got my ska fedora right here. Oh, dude, great, <laughs> killer. You know, yeah, everybody needs one. So, oh man, we're back in person, episode one one hundred one. What a one! Um, feels good to be back, man. It's been a minute. There we go. It wasn't it? Wasn't a joke. <laughs> I'm just testing, testing buttons, testing. Uh, it feels good to be back in person, though. It's been a minute since we got a chance to record together, and I uh, I always enjoy it. So. Yeah, if life, a... if life was easier on me, we'd probably do this more often. <laughs> that said, I, I have one coworker who literally knows and defines my life by the word stress. Because all <laughs> I do is complain about everything that caves in around me every single week. You know, I was it's telling crazy. Kate, it's a crazy pace my life. We right? always we always try and set up like every week before we record. So we always try and it. set up a day to I'll be I'll text Kate in the morning if she's like off to work already or we're talking and i'm at work i'll be like hey babe i might not be home tonight i'm gonna go to olympia and she goes okay yeah that's why i figured i was like i was like i bet kate's just like yeah sure man yeah like i text sure i text point. her today i was like god exists i'm going to olympia see the uh so well, it's just yeah it's it's i don't know it's, nah, like it's, it's, it's totally fine we're because... running a we're running a legit non-profit here and it's like <laughs> I gotta focus on other things. A Dude, little let's more. see. Maybe we, maybe we can get you like a tax break for this. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I hope. I. 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 I'm gonna regret saying this, but I bet Nadine would be really pissed off if she knew how much money I spend running this shit. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's definitely. It's. Uh, uh, every two months, I spend at least. Let's see. Every two months, it's $150 for the podcast platform to post. No. And then I pay for Zoom so we can like record online with everybody for an unlimited amount of time. Uh, Damn, I feel like my it's like it's like at least 175 bucks every two months. Jesus Christ, yeah, I feel yeah. like my 12 a month just got blown so, out of the water. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's you know what I mean. It's like uh, it's it's a thing that I I'm sustaining a. By stressing Busting myself out, working working full time while I'm in Sweet school. Jesus, so, yeah, it's it's great, and I know <laughs> I, I know that the corn dogs appreciate it. So. This is the uh, ramblings <laughs> of a stressed man. Look out for look out online for Jared's manifesto in a few years. Yeah, dude. When he's completely broken. No, it'll be good. Nah, it'll that said, good. we just caught up for like 45 minutes and I relished yeah, man, every and, moment and that's of it. Exactly, like that was the thing I like I I missed. I really I. 
I don't want to turn every moment into a podcast, but it was like a really good conversation we just had. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is it. Old Heart Radio. Friends first. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the end of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mad Edition 101. Uh, we caught you up on us catching up. <laughs> dude, coffee and contemplation can get weirdly existential oh, now. It's, you know, I'm really actually like, that's one of those like, I, I joke about, I've joked about summer thoughts. Yeah. Uh, some, my, some of my summer thoughts are, you know, um, one, the, the, the Gilmore girls podcast that I'm going to organize, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah. And yeah, different council is going to have to assemble for that one. Um, and then, but like, honestly, like it's, I, I, I really want to try and figure out something to do with the, the dormant coffee and contemplation. Dude, and it's not just, you should do me ranting for 13 minutes. You should I, do heavily structured episodes. 55 episodes bulk recording one a week until the end <laughs> until the next summer <laughs> that'll do it that'll do. i just heard i just heard something snap in my head <laughs> uh but you know it's like and i want to do something with it i want it i want it to be a little more coffee forward i've always wanted it to be more coffee yeah. forward you know what i mean because yeah. it's yeah, like i you know i'm not going to be working in the coffee industry for like a ton longer neither am I. it's a super depressing thing to me when i really think about it because that's where like my hopes and dreams have been for a really long time but in that long lost episode about coffee that we did with ryan for yeah. locals only yeah well, um we i think ryan summed it up really well like he started really loving it again what he got out of the industry <laughs> yeah i mean and the, the, there will be like things that I'll, i know i will enjoy more once i'm out of it but i want it i want to use that podcast as like a conduit for that yeah to some, to some degree yeah. you know it kind of devolved it literally devolved into like the insanity that comes out of my mind <laughs> after a while which i know people love yeah like i've gotten better feedback about that show than all the other shows combined really and yeah and i'm not like i'm not saying that the other shows i would think it would be you snooze you news would be the biggest front runner you snooze <laughs> no you snooze you news i don't think any I don't think I re- anybody regrets you snooze, you news not not being on air anymore. But I also think that it should be kind of. Like... Dude, I remember you were like, dude, early on before I man edition was a sparkle in our eyes. We you were like, yeah, man, we we're working together. You're like, yeah, man, I do a podcast, we do a couple shows, coffee and contemplation. We got you snooze, you news. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll check it out. First thing on the feed was you snooze, you news. Oh yeah. Bah, bah. <laughs> <The> fucking <laughs> intro with was so loud i thought oh, yeah. i died in the moment <laughs> and it was bracing <laughs> and then you proceeded to like funny news story funny news story close the show kid died yeah and i was like was, oh my god jared that was the thing about the about it like we jumped off the deep end a little too often like we laughed about too many shootings like <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and though they you know oh, though god. I, i'm a big believer in just trying to laugh off a lot of shit uh it, it it's not for everybody <laughs> uh jared i really love the uh the the joker film from <laughs> todd phillips Life, your life's a comedy. Here's gonna be something that will that will tickle your fancy towards you know to make the the listener want to listen to the end of the podcast. Yeah, the Joker was so much better than the Batman. Really? Yeah. Okay. So well, we're I talking. Do, we're finally I, talking I the do, Batman. At I the do. End. I do like the Joker a lot. Really? It's okay. Fantastic. Well, it's a fucking amazing. It's movie. An incredible. I mean, we movie. both know. Yeah, it's we a, both know. Great, we're not arguing that. It's but, a great. It's a great film. But uh, yeah. So we'll we'll get there. Little teaser for the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but you know, like. But anyway, so before so we get to the end of the show, there's always things churning. 
How do we start the show usually? But up. The Gaming Minute, fellas. There it is. Um, gaming Minute in person, presented this week by LaCroix. Uh, wow, sponsor us already. Um, not Oatly. Fuck Trump. The uh, <laughs> the uh, E three biggest gaming convention mm. in the world has been canceled. Ah, oh, bummer. <laughs> As more and more studios branch off and just do their own thing mm. that just sort of lines up on the same week in June. Okay. Like PlayStation did that. They just weren't on the E three show floor. They just rented a different convention center in L A. <laughs> EA's been doing that for a few years. Nintendo just does a live stream. Fair, Xbox okay. is just going to do a live stream. Yeah. Uh, E3 doesn't really have a place anymore. Mm. Apparently, they're coming back in 2023, but I don't think that's going to happen. Interesting. I think it's going to be like this nostalgic sort of like bastion of gaming starting to get taken seriously in public discourse. And this like last thing, one of the things that COVID just sort of like fought, like shot and killed it was everybody realized we don't really need this anymore, but maybe in a few the con- years, people a convention are... though. Oh man. Conventions but, but are fucking but fun. The thing, with, the thing with E3 though, is that it was very, it wasn't sustained by the public coming. It was mostly like an, it became kind of like it, an industry thing. It was almost. always an industry thing. Ah, uh, bust. Uh, yeah. Public tickets were like 500 bucks to get in and go I mean, on. That's the same thing with, like, San Diego Comic-Con, though. Yes, but I think San Diego Comic-Con, there's so much, like, lore around it at this point. (laughs) San Diego Comic-Con, the the fans are just so desperate, they'll just pay for it. Exactly. (laughs) But San Diego Comic-Con is, like, a real fixture of culture that E3 Mm. never really became because... Well, what there's, like, I'm thinking of, of like, a big gaming convention, though. Is that... Gamescom. No, I don't... It was, like... E3 is, like, the big gaming convention. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, because like to me, I mean, uh, and it, it was w- always like it was always like there was like a video game, like one video game like convention that was happening, like that was a big blowout every year, and there was like like one you know huge Comic Con that you yeah. wanted to pay attention to. I mean, like, and I mean, granted, New York Comic Con was also something. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, like, well, it's it's sort of just like evolved away from E three as like a mm-hmm. consolidated event, which okay. is so it's not really going away. Yeah. Like Nintendo stopped doing it a few years ago. Their live streams are public. They do them on YouTube. Yeah. It wasn't like that, Sony it, and EA are just doing them in different convention centers. Mm-hmm. And those are apparently a lot more publicly accessible. So, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a, like you said earlier. It's just, it sounds like it just sort they're of just kind of away. doing Yeah. They're just kind of companies are doing their individual things. Yeah. Right? And I mean, like, I can understand That's that. And they're sort of also, and this was the thing with E3, it was like a shot of adrenaline in like for a week. When there was so much shit in the gaming space. Oh, dude, I remember the channel G4. Does yeah. that still exist? Oh, G4 actually just came back. Wow. Okay, so G4. I remember growing up that that was like it was like a certain week. I remember G4, like, man. It would it was just like every day. It was like okay, what came out today? Like yeah. what was shown what was today? Announced. You know? Yeah. I mean, like it was like at E3, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were announced in the same week. Yeah. Like it's shit like that. Like it was an industry event that because of like television and eventually YouTube became so accessible to like normal people as well, Mm. that it was something people looked forward to, but that sort of consolidation ended up being its downfall. Like Mm. now they all do their own stuff like a week apart and everyone gets their time in the, in like the limelight rather than everyone sort of eating each other's spotlight because there's way too much for everyone to consume. Yeah, but that's a. I mean, that's that's how you get the diehard. Exactly, but it's. <laughs> I think uh, it's one of those things of like 
I think that's also a major difference between like E3 and San Diego Comic-Con. I feel like it's an apt comparison. San Diego Comic-Con, so much is left for the diehards. Everything at E3 you could watch on YouTube and get relatively the same effect. Yeah. Or better than being at like a big like announcement announcement press events in the audience. Well, I think that's one of the side effects of like pandemic era shit that was like that you're seeing is that people the the, the general consumer base is fine seeing it yeah like you said seeing a thing is online or at home you know it's it's uh it's more accessible to somebody who can't drop that that yeah. 500 ticket you know yeah which is understandable so, but then um, uh, hopefully there will still be a place for stuff like san diego comic-con where you get yeah. these like really exclusive really special experiences like it's a big money but it's there for the diehards yeah i mean yeah it'd be it, it'd be like you said, I think that that's the kind of the ultimate difference is that, you know, like with like things like a Comic-Con, people are really looking for interaction. You know, like you're going to you're going to go and stand in line all day to see to get your comic signed. You you're going to like, go Hall H, you know, and see some announcements. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah, if you're lucky, you're going to jam you're, yourself in there. If uh, you're lucky. But like, yeah, it's Fucking like shit yourself when Kevin Feige step Lord himself, Kevin Feige steps <laughs> out and announces like the next eighty years of Marvel content. Yeah, well, and and you know, even even with all that, it's you know, at a gaming convention, you're there to see things that are coming up, right? Yeah. So you're gonna get your paws on it probably either way. Yeah, you know, um, and that's again one of those differences I think in those types of things where it's like you're you know, sometimes you go to. Uh, like a con to collect, to meet, to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that kind of makes sense. It's kind of fading, I guess. Now, yeah. Now, now it's you it's think about fading, it, but... but it's also not really fading. Yeah. It's like evolving into something slightly different, which is good. That's not completely going away. And yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the same thing that people thought about, like, like mall culture and malls. Right. It's yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's just kind of transitioning to online. Like but it's now good it... that it's not a place you have to go all the time. Yeah. But now no one is like, we want to go to the mall. I mean, a lot of people do miss like brick and mortar locations. Well, like, brick and mortar is different than a mall. I mean, just yeah, just to a degree, like, like you can, you know, I mean, you're just talking about different levels of business at that point. But yeah. either way, like, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's it's, I think yeah, things like things like a video game convention can totally translate to like an online format. Mostly, I mean, and like or to like you know to a degree. You know, like I, I, I mean, like I know it. so many people that are into PlayStations or Xboxes. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's like, why would you want to spend money on a uh, to go see a fucking Xbox like showcase when you have a PlayStation one you can just go to exclusively and just like that's all spend I want. I, I don't want any any other bullshit. You yeah. know. So that, you know, half that the makes games sense. are going to yeah. show. I wouldn't be able to play on a PlayStation. Why would I go to that? You know. Yeah, like why am I? Why am I like having to sift through that even? You yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, I, I liken it. I liken it to a point to what we've seen with theaters. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like as we go on, we're starting to see that uh, what it takes to get people out to a film is a lot more difficult now. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, as an example, a movie that I have issues with, but I enjoy, The Kingsman. Mm -hmm. uh, prequel to the kingsman uh shocker what? i know um what? didn't really do well in the box office it's absolutely killing on digital rentals apparently yeah well i and mean it's 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 interesting because it's like people are finding fine yeah they're finding what they value right exactly like, 
Like, and that's that, not a bad thing. No, not at all. It and, might it might slightly shape how specific things are made, and like the budget yeah. that stuff gets. But I mean, like, look at uh, I mean, even years ago now, look at uh, Edge of Tomorrow that was rebranded as Live Die Repeat, that Tom Cruise movie with it was an oh, adaptation yeah, of an yeah, anime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it did terrible in the box office. If I recall it correctly, it was it was weird. Like I don't I don't I mean it was a Tom Cruise movie, so I didn't yeah. like it either way. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I really fucking loved that movie. Yeah, it was really good and. But it was a very like high sci-fi concept mm. that was marketed terribly for cinemas. I don't know what they did, but it just killed on uh, like retail and digital sales. Like yeah, they revamped the marketing, they changed the name of the movie, and they put it out on d- digital and DVD, and it was the top seller that year. And this is why you can never trust consumer trends. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking crazy. Consumers are just sheep waiting to be fucking fed stuff. You know, it's I just mean, like, yeah. And, and you just tell them, yeah. These corporations are the dogs ready to herd the sheep into the fucking crazy. pasture. It's just nuts. You know, uh, you know what's something that obviously has like the, the, the corporate overlords have willed it to never go away. What's that? Fast and furious, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, the corporate overlords, or maybe more specifically, Vin Diesel, holding well, on to the last bastion of his career. There's so much random shit going on. We got Jason Momoa. Yeah, we got Brie Larson. Yeah, member of the family. Yeah, so so now you In got yeah. Fast X. That's the fucking thing, man. <laughs> So Fast X, it just immediately reminds me of the classic Jason X, which yeah. is like uh, just such a trash Jason movie. <laughs> it's so, I mean, good in that way. But but yeah, it just doesn't invoke something that like you're looking forward to watching. You know what I find crazy? Fast X. A producer for Fast X came out and said they're downscaling. Oh yeah, I did hear that. I did I was hear like, that too. That gives me a bit of hope, actually. It, I mean, it doesn't. Like, I don't. I don't <laughs> want. I don't want to see a heavy like drama, fucking centered Fast and Furious at this point. Not like the first movie. The first movie was great for was great to start off this franchise. Yeah. Right. But like, it's moved past that. But it's moved past that, and it's gotten so bloated and gone so far that to try and regress from it will like you're really relying on people to give a shit about your characters. I'm feeling and they, like, and they don't. Like they, I'm feeling like a like a five or six, you know, we're not we're not like uh we're we're flipping tanks and dragging a vault. Well, but if I remember, not like, going if, to I, space. if we're if we're talking about the same thing, like that person directly referenced the first Fast and Furious movie. Did he? So it was like I, I'm thinking we're and if we're talking I, about the I same thing, you, it did, I think it did. you might be right. And so and that's what I mean. I where it's like it. where it's like it's kind of I I mean yeah if you go to that middle ground it's still bombastic. But you can still pull off. But they still pull off really awesome. Oh my god! I found the quote. Effects. I found the quote, and you're right. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's one of those things. Like, I get the logic, but yeah. I don't think it. Like, if they want to regress that far, it won't work. No, I don't. Because again, you're relying on you're relying on different storytelling elements that people don't want from a Fast and Furious movie at this no. point in time. The reason why that first movie was popular was because it was point break. It with was cars. Well, yeah, and it was, and so it it had this different feel from what you'd expect, though. Too, it was still yeah. it was shot kind of grainy. It was, you know. I mean, it, it completely kind of a, yeah. exploded an element of culture, and so <laughs> into and, yeah. into popular culture, and and so you know, 
I, but at this point in time, I don't think people are looking for that from that franchise. That's all I, I can say. It just seems like fucking weird to like try to go for that. I think they just need to continue to finish off in this fucking crazy direction and then just be like, boom, yeah, that we're going to leave it there. Like, you know, they're only going to end when they get to fast triple X and oh they're no. able to cross over. That would be the ultimate. I want to see that. Like Dom Toretto fighting triple X. Like, Xander Cage. That would be so awesome. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even care. Vin like, Diesel, that, camera in camera fighting himself. Would be fucking incredible. That's what I'm saying. Like a like a choreographed. Can we get fight. him wielding the fucking uh, the the <laughs> the crowbars like at the end oh of Furious God, Seven? Dude. It'd be so good. Where Jason Statham has two pieces of scrap metal and they're fighting like the lightsaber edits for that fight are some of my favorite things. We're just playing Duel of the Fates. It reminds me of like it reminds me. It's so ridiculous. It reminds me of like the Ten Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. There's like a, a chainsaw duel no. in the, near the end of the movie with like Dennis Hopper and everything, and it's just it's just like you're just like why the fuck would they do that? Like why? <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't look cool them fighting like this? Like you know? I think it's that uh, oh, every God. horror movie sequel needs to have a bit of action in it. But like that, yeah. But like that scene you're talking about with Fast and Furious, like it's so fucking garbage too. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much worse if James Wan was like a shitty director. But he actually would like, I think Furious 7 was like shot weirdly well. And that's one of the things that makes it more tolerable upon rewatches. I mean, they're all like, we, we can't say, I can't say it enough. They are all trash. <laughs> like, like, and that's the fun in them. Yeah. Like people you're, that you know want to exactly take, people that want get. to take them seriously, people that want to say like, this director's really good. So he brought something to this fucking movie. Yeah. It's, it's a garbage movie. In 20 years, people are going to look back on it and be like, look at this hot track. It'll be like, <laughs> it'll be featured on like the, in 50 years, it'll be featured on the Mystery Science Theater 3000 of that time. <laughs> like, like it's like, and that's the fun in them that's though. The like fun. legit. And so it's like, I, 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 you can't convince me that but, there's any merit to these movies. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. I, I disagree to a point. I, yeah. I disagree to a point Would because you, they're ridiculous. That said, if there's one thing that you can do with ridiculous films is directors can have a ton of fun. Well, it's entertainment for sure. And do like ridiculous things. Like, Actually, but you're one, not. But you can't say like James Wan. You can't make say. You can't sell somebody on a movie just because James Wan's name attached to it. No. It's still a garbage Fast and Furious no, no. movie. It's just like okay, so James Wan made a, a garbage Fast and Furious movie. I, I agree. Like, I probably agree. because he needed money. I agree there. <laughs> I, agree there. I think that he. he like, I think that. It's like people. It's like people selling things on actors. Like, like that's, that's what directors have really become in, in this kind of day and age. Like, you really sell people on certain directors. Yeah. Like anytime a Fincher movie comes out. That's like, I mean, fair. granted, David Fincher makes them incredibly beautiful and crazy and like, you know, dark movies at times. Yeah. But, you know, like it, it might be closer to like composers. Like you see Hans Zimmer attached to something. You know, that doesn't drive me out to the fucking theater. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, if Hans Zimmer fucking did, did, the, did the sound, I'm definitely buying a ticket. That's, like, that's, I guess that's what like, I mean. <laughs> like, I see Michael, that's what's, if that's what's I see, driving you to the movie theater to get that to, to watch. Teaser that, for the uh, end of the Batman. Uh, contrary to episodes of this podcast, mm. I never watched the trailer. I just saw Michael G. Kino and I was like, I'm going to go. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. He made the up theme. But. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this this fast X though, like because because I mean technically Here's, they've already breached space. They they're gonna get into the multiverse. That would be amazing. 
<laughs> and that's what that's how they introduced triple x dude oh god triple yeah. x is like a he's like a variant of, that's of what I'm saying. dominic toretto right. whatever company actually produces those movies get at us we got some you, ideas you for know you. You, know what the company, you know what vin diesel's production studio is called what original movie original movie <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I, hope, I hope Vin Diesel, like in his later life, gets a job doing like movie trailer voice guy, like the movie trailer voice guy. Oh, he could do it. You know, I, I totally think he could. Yeah, I think even as he gets older, it's only gonna get better. Once upon a time, I don't know. I can't do a good Vin Diesel voice. I, that's why I always make. <sighs> yeah, it just mumbles. <sighs> Family R rated R. <laughs> I just wish. I just wish like. In every Fast and Furious, there's like the slap text, you know, like they're cut to black, boom, text, you know, I remember Fate of the Furious, one of the trailers is like, what happens when family goes bad, goes bad, (laughs) I want to hear it, it's like one step above wrestling in ridiculousness, and it's like, there's definitely, if you, there's a crossover crowd. Oh, yeah, you know, that's actually probably it. I think it's like Fast and Furious is the same, like, itch that WWE scratches. They could, they could, it's why John Cena on how to to capture attention. John Cena and The Rock, that's what I'm saying. They've got a pipeline now to for villain actors, dude. If uh, fucking like Hulk Hogan comes in, oh no, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, uh, oh, great segue, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, oh, yeah, you... After rapping Thor: Love and Thunder, went straight on to being Hulk Hogan for a bio flick. Yeah, yeah, that's why his that's why he got so beefy. Like his arms are fucking like huge. He's yeah. He's uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth has been ripped many times in the last decade. Yeah, he is like nearing grotesquely ripped to yeah. play Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of shocking. Like his head, <laughs> his head's like as wide as like Hey Arnold's football size football shaped head. You know what I mean? But like, like it's like that wide, but also like there's there's a lot of other mass. But it's it's it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see a, a Hulk Hogan biopic. Yeah. But let's not be like we can't. I'm gonna say it like as as much as I, you know, can like you know joke about wrestling as much as it's like kind of like a fun nostalgic thing for hulk hogan is kind of a piece of shit so. <laughs> <laughs> i hope they play I'm, into that i'm really hoping that they lean into that near the end of that story yeah, so. make, make him a piece of shit I don't well care. like i mean be true to be true to the to what what the character what what he is you know i mean, what I, mean? I think uh an arm, which is sad an, to hear like i was bummed about bummed about that another, not that i expected any different really another yeah. fucking chris hemsworth bioflick rush Mm. Where he played, it was um, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda, where they were two very notable the, Formula One drivers. That was the race car driver movie, yeah. right? Um, Daniel Bruhl and Chris Hemsworth. I just thought it was a Days of Thunder remake. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah well, Days of Thunder was based on it. The uh... <laughs> No, but they really leaned into how like shitty those guys were. Yeah. I mean, could, if it's even, true to the character. Even by the be... end, even by the end, they were likable. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you cared by the end to a point. Yeah, maybe you were just more attached to him. Yeah, maybe not likable is the word, <laughs> but you were at least invested by the end. It'd be like Sam, somebody working like a full open to close with me and then saying I'm likable at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> you personally attest. Uh, working an open to close with Jared, you want nothing more than to get out of the same room. He's bearable. He's think, <laughs> Jared walks, in, walks out of the back office after counting the tills, and there's just a weight in the air. Just When do we leave? You have a key, right? I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it'll be, it, I mean, it, it's kind of a, like, he's kind of a really good casting for a Hulk it Hogan It sort of movie, is. Just randomly, <laughs> though. And I think it's just super random that they're making a Hulk Hogan biopic, but you can't forget, like, that dude, like, that character, technically, 
Like, it was all over the American culture for some time. Like, yeah. he blew the fuck up. And that's, like, not that other wrestlers, like, uh, there's so many other wrestlers that are better. Like, Undertaker is is tops in so many books, and I agree with that. But The Rock? I mean, the rock, the rock definitely has his place, but I don't, you know, like, I don't think he's, he definitely hasn't earned, in my opinion, he hasn't earned the respect that like a character like, like the undertaker has. You know know why I respect the rock more? What? Do you see his cookbook? No. Are you smelling? Are you cooking what the rock is cooking? That's good. I always thought he should make, I always thought he should release a candle line that was just like, it was like every, every candle was a different random scent and it's just called what the rock is cooking. <laughs> and so, and so it's just like, you know, you light one up and it's like, Oh, it smells like maple. Like, is it make, are we making pancakes? pancakes? Like, you know, like I think it'd be fucking great. It's like, it's, it's all this based around his like cheat day Instagram posts. One's, one's, one's just, sushi. One just smells burnt. And it's just like, Oh, well, the rock burnt a meal today. Oh. <laughs> But I yeah that I think that that'll be interesting to check out though in general um you know but Thor Love and Thunder yeah man. yeah we yeah, right, the, the more be interesting to check out it, Thor Love and like the, the I'm surprised that the trailer dropped finally but I'm not surprised it's, on the what day it, it dropped like the lowest turn when did it drop Thor Love and Th- the trailer for this movie for Thor Love and Thunder dropped the day the Batman came out on HBO really oh it, my god it was a power move. It was 100% a power move. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. The balls. Yeah, it was definitely a power move. And it, and it worked to some degree. Like for sure. 100%. Like, like it it completely were changed they, the per- I'm curious because people are like they're taking a while. Maybe they were waiting. I think they were. I Fuck. quite frankly think they were as soon as the, as soon as plans for take the wind, for Batman to like be dropped what take it this, did. Take the wind out of their sails. I mean, these companies do it back and forth all the time yeah. now. It's like it's kind of kind of well, funny. Let's be it, real. One of them with Ezra Miller getting arrested again, that's what's is that what's taking the wind out of Thor Eleven Thunder's sails? Well, I mean, yeah, like the they're one they're side's in a doing it a bit better than the other. Well, yeah. I mean at very at very least, you know, the MCU can you know, they can brush all their controversies under the rug. Um but like the everybody's looking for the for you know the DC stuff to fall apart and yeah, that Ezra Miller bullshit's just like gonna it's gonna again. be the nail in the coffin, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I think it is. But so. but either way, I, Thor, man, Thor, Love and Thunder, like it looks sick. Yeah, like this that, was a teaser of like teasers. It's, like we get yeah. nothing from it. No, you beyond just, yeah, like you just get aesthetic. Yeah, you know, and Zeus, and Zeus, yeah, as played by Russell Crowe. Yeah, that that'll be cool. It'll be cool to see Russell Crowe playing playing Zeus. I think, like, which is, I, I wonder what the extent of that character will be. Though. I'm intrigued, and this is from the very brief glimpse. The Thunderbolt is like looks like a fucking like like a toy thunderbolt oh yeah it's cheesy it's it's they're playing into the cheese do you think that it's gonna be like another like stage play kind of scene that's all it is that'd be fucking crazy like that'd be funny that'd be funny um matt damon's back yeah oh yeah so they're doing something and melissa mccarthy's playing hella okay so and it's like and so they're gonna do some kind of stage play Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued to see like what they do with the Greek gods because that's another big corner that the MCU is yet to touch. Yeah. I mean, you you've got like you know they're introducing Egyptian gods. We've had this like kind of we'll get to Moon Knight in a minute. Yeah, we've had that Thor stuff like you know brewing where you know they've they've settled that though where it's like you know Asgard's a different planet. It's not yeah. really they're aliens. They're not like um, gods. And that, I hope that's the same case for these Greek gods in Which a way. But... I get the I get the impression because the scene or like the area where the greek gods are it's like a very distinctive aesthetic mm. very guardians of the galaxy 
makes me think it's another very much like Asgardian type thing where like the images of the Greek gods that we have as humans are romanticized or sort of fictionalized because of when they were interacted with. Yeah. And it's a lot more of like more so than the more so than the Asgardians. The Greek gods are much more technology driven. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see if they dive into that culture. I really want to know if they're going to. I want to see Hercules. Well, yeah, that's it. That's the big thing on my mind is like, I really want to see if they're going to bring in a Hercules. I would incredible Herc. How fucking how fucking cool would that be? Just to like introduce the even the idea of like Hercules being out there. I want to give him props. Uh, Taika Waititi adapted. A, talk about a director that's being used essentially as a selling point at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, but the, the dude delivers, and like that's the reason that's why the he thing. can sell. And like, but it is he's he's become like a, a household name. I will give him props. Um, there's a shot in this trailer that is like shot for shot from a Thor, a recent Thor book. You know uh, what I'm talking about? It's that giant monster laying outside. It's like yeah, in the comic. Yeah, it's not shot for shot, but it is. There's it, like, it's like it's like right close. The, the Kor- old, Korg's added to the picture. That's the only thing that's yeah, different, yeah. though. And it's it's in the comic, I believe it is like a god that's been freshly killed by gore. So, like, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I'm like, I, I'm very uh, invested in seeing how this all goes. I think um, we get just enough, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, then, and you don't see anything about uh, you don't see any Christian Bale on this trailer. I know, um, which is a, definitely a purposeful move. They're 100%. keeping they're keeping that in their reps, especially because there was an announcement a little while ago that he was back to do reshoots for some for some parts of it. Seems yep. like so, you know. Uh, which interestingly, yeah. I, I, interestingly, there is a. Uh, I'm just I'm really hoping that they don't fuck up the CGI on him. I hope so too. If he looks if he looks funky, it's just gonna kill the whole fucking like vibe of his character i yeah. think i think gore's a great villain yeah i hope he's not a one and done it, it'd also be a mistake to make him a one and done because the storyline's so uh, expansive it feels yeah. like it, i mean like but it, it, i get i get the notion that that's kind of gonna gonna be what it is though you, they've done it with other characters that we wouldn't expect that to be happening to and so it's just like for the sake of you know relying on like a popular villain that's like in recent cultural, you know, yeah. recent cultural mind. Like it's, I imagine like that might be the case, which would suck, but I don't know, whatever. I think we might, um, do you think he's going to kill Zeus though? That's the real question. That'd be fucking crazy. That would be nuts. That's mm-hmm. some balls. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised though. I think that that's actually like a fun way to do it. Yeah. Fun up? way to set up the stakes. Exactly. It would, that would, I mean, that would definitely like put some weight in the film, right? Yeah. Like, like, okay. Fucking Zeus is like Zeus was murdered by this motherfucker. Yep. Like, whoa. then somebody will have to lay the hammer down. Bomb. Maybe Jane Foster. Yeah, My... <laughs> that's a gr- I, I, that was the most heavy hand segue I've ever I've ever done. No, it, it's like it was a cool shot. I'm interested. To that's see a it. talk about lifted from the comics. That is the Mighty Thor costume. Yeah, although I did prefer a, a, a fan edit that I saw, hmm. um, and it was uh, somebody somebody fan edited. Uh, peacemaker's helmet onto her <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. i like that <laughs> so i thought that was cool did but... you see this is completely sideways uh john cena's voicing peacemaker and young justice 
Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Young Justice is a hell of a fucking cool animated. It's show. a great like, show. You, people who have camped on that really need to get on it. Yeah, um, I need to get. I might. I'm. I want to. I re. I think I watched it during its initial run. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to watch the new stuff. Yeah, because I mean, it went through an up and down phase yeah. where it got canceled and it got picked up by something else. Canceled, picked up, and then they finally brought it back on HBO Max. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's uh, that's cool. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's dope. But no, I'm really excited. I remember seeing the set photos of uh, Natalie Portman, mm. and where she's she got like ripped. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, these look fake. Like those look like prosthetic arms. No, and oh man, they're not. No, she's got guns. She's got. She's loaded. Yeah. Beware, Natalie Portman's gonna choke you the fuck out. Yeah, man. Some, <laughs> some dudes really enjoy that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like, but what's cool about the shot with her, you know, summoning the hammer is that you see that it's somehow been reforged from all the broken pieces. Yeah. Um, which I'm interested to see what the explanation is. You know, yeah. that'll, that'll be kind of cool. And uh, you like so that means that like Thor's been rolling around with uh, Stormbreaker yeah. exclusively, and I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I get the vibe that maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff will be like near the beginning of the yeah, movie, yeah, like first act, and it won't be like much further than that. There's a shot in in the trailer that it is like people are being like if there's if we learned one thing from the spider-man uh trailers mm. someone is cgi'd out of it it's someone that looks like the guardians are leaving and it's just thor and korg oh yeah, yeah but then like there's and like like say what you will about like blockbuster filmmaking mm. these shots are deliberate they're heavily mapped like you don't do shots like this like three there's a chunk like easily like Nearly half the scene is just empty hmm. next to Thor. Yeah, yeah. And he's not taking up most of the frame. So um, people have already sectioned that out. Like, there's another character here. It's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that Um, there's a recent Doctor Strange trailer where there's like a smirking face in like one shot. And people are like, this is the villain. It's Nightmare Mephisto or something else. I haven't. But I I, I mean, there's been longstanding rumors with that movie that Nightmare is like the background like villain character. Is it? And um, so, that, so that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, well, that's Chithon? like, yeah, like that's also I've, I've been a pretty heavy rumor, but that's like that character's like, I think I feel like they look almost like a what's that fucking monster? H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu. Yeah, like there's a very Cthulhu kind of look to that to to that character. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that I, just, I don't know. Makes sense. Like, I don't know. That. It I think, would fit the bill. You know, we're yet to get a formal villain for this. Yeah. I mean, it would. the thing is, though, with that movie, like, it would be really strange to pull out an obscure, like, not, like, super obscure, but to pull out, like, a villain like that from Doctor yeah. Strange's, like, you know, gal- rogues gallery in a way. Because nobody, I feel like that's not a character that, like, people would be uh, immediately familiar with or even, like, familiar with loosely like unless you've been like reading doctor strange books you know um the the thing is and uh something that 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 get has gotten pointed that gets pointed out more and more with comic book movies as they come out um there's been like lots of storylines centered in doctor strange books centered around nightmare yeah and so makes sense well yeah and like and again you know like that's like been a long-standing rumor that that character is involved in this movie so who would play him i have i mean i have no idea it'd be a good nightmare Whoever the guy that that they hired to do it in the Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> oh fuck, that was nightmare. Yeah. So, um, I was gonna say. Or no, that was Blackheart. Excuse me. Never mind. Different. I was like, what? Yeah, that's what I was character. thinking. I was like, 
That's nightmare. But hire him either way, because I don't give a shit about. I was gonna character. say, uh, I was gonna say, now that the Netflix stuff isn't canonical, uh, you do David Tennant, but you know. Although, like, they made like like the Daredevil is like they've made like certain elements of this that that apparently Netflix stuff. it's like apparently it's Daredevil season one and two and nothing yeah, yeah. else. And, that, and that's what I mean, where it's like it's really like they've they've apparently like a specific that makes, thing that like, makes Elektra dead and John Bernthal the Punisher in the MCU. Yeah. Which which is great. Like I, I, those are like that's the, that's the like one of the characters I really care about. Like because he was just he nailed it. That's a sample to get by the way. The John Bernthal like Punisher yell. Yeah. Maybe we can put that at the intro of every man Asian. <laughs> like <laughs> try and find it online. Dude, it's a it's a great soundbite. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm looking, for, I'm overall like still looking forward to this Thor movie. Like it, this trailer just pumped you up. Yeah. And I mean, it's like we got like two and a half months. It's not that far around the corner. Yeah. Fair enough, man. I'm excited. But, I mean, it, what was it, like July 6th or something? July 8th, I believe. Okay, yeah. Is that is that similarly like around the time the Stranger Things comes out? Uh, Yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, this yeah. is volume two of Stranger Things. Yeah. That'll be a good week. It'll be a fucking great <laughs> week. We're going to have a good summer. It'll be good. And then, I mean, this is also completely ignoring that Black Panther's due this fall. And I'm, I'm not, like, I haven't held my breath about that movie at all. Miss Marvel? Like... Another thing that I know you're not holding your breath, but there's a yeah. lot of shit coming out that's like, at least in my mind, going to be decent. Yeah. I mean, I've heard next to nothing about the Black Panther movie, so yeah. I haven't really, I have no bearing on that other than it's going to be a Black Panther movie without Chadwick Boseman in it. I don't know. So I'm not really looking forward to it too hard. Mbaku. But I'm sure they're going to find a way to, to put like a different, you know, person in the, in the, in the role of Black Panther. Yeah. Um, but I've also heard there's been some controversy with the main character, the, the lady who plays his sister. Yeah, apparently she's a bit of a jackass. Yeah, and so they had to like kind of work around that with like. I want to shout to the guy. The I want to shout to the not the guy. I want to shout to the girl on Twitter that was like, "They set up in the first movie. Uh, Winter Soldier needs to be Black Panther." Oh and God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Delete your Twitter account. Delete. <laughs> oh, it probably already happened. She yeah. probably got bullied so That's hard for that fuck, take. Like, what a fucking idiot thing to say. <laughs> Oh my God! But, oh, okay, God. so well, that's not the uh, Thor is not the only uh, MCU thing we got to kind of talk yeah, about. Moon Knight, Moon Knight, the, the Moon what, Knight, what episode which, are we on? Episode four. Episode which four. I will say, uh, episode two, perfectly fine. Episode one was great. Hmm. Episode two, perfectly fine. Episode three was a mess, in hmm. my opinion. Uh, four is a return of form to sorts, in my opinion. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. It gave me like the ending of this episode gave me like some really cool Legion vibes. I thought the same thing. Yeah, dude. And Which so I, I think I think that they're trapped in his head, man. For sure. So this like, is what Kate brought up. So apparently, if they're gonna do, um, oh god, the the disorder. Uh, uh, oh, dis, it's like the DID. Dis, yeah, yeah. So it's identity disorder. Yes. Um, apparently. And this is a thing. People with DID in their mind, in order to cr- like control the altars to a point, they create like a like a place for them. Mm. So like for some people, it is like I think Kate told me there's a woman on YouTube who describes her place as like an island mm. where they all have different bodies, different forms, where they're able to interact and sort of t- like. It's so yeah, weird yeah. to like, as somebody that doesn't experience that, well, you it can't really sense. fathom I mean, it's, it. It's compartmentalizing. Exactly. What it is, like. To a point. Yeah. And it's. It, yeah. To like, to sim- very much simplify. To, exactly. To really <laughs> make it digestible to people without <laughs> it. But, um, so Kate found that fascinating mm. and she's 
like read books or watched shows where like there have been characters with this and out of curiosity like seeing how like psychologists or people with the disorder like their takes on this and for relative levels of accuracy and i guess it was a huge criticism for a few other like like stories that this was never dived into because i guess it's a critical part of understanding it and when when we went when when these scenes started, I immediately thought Legion, and then Kate was like, "Oh, it's the Mind Palace." Like it's this is it's that sort of thing. They're they're doing it. They're giving it sort of some kind of justice. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, but, I mean, and and but you get the, I, again again you get the same vibe out of some of those like Legion scenes too, where it's sort of like when it, when it's in your head and you have this like built up defense against yeah. something, and then like you know blah what blah blah. It? But, it was but season... yeah, it's it's it's. Like, it's interesting, this, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Oh, well, I mean, at the end of, um, I believe Legion season one, the Shadow King puts, he's, like, controlling Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. and he, like, puts every, all, like, the main, like, the pseudo X-Men team into this, the, the psych ward from the first yeah. part of the season. Yeah, yeah. And sort of convinces them that they're, just, like, tries gaslighting them into thinking they're just mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking, it's, it's a crazy. great episode. Yeah. I mean, that show, I can't say enough about it. Like people My need God. to watch, people need to watch that show. So there's been talking about Dan Stevens coming into the MCU in multiple forms, but I hope, I part mean, of me really hopes that Legion fits in somehow. I mean, it'd be cool. I doubt Legion's it such an overpowered character that it's like, it's almost best if you ask me to like leave him to like a, his own funky kind of like pocket universe to tell stories in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of, um, a lot of people said Dan Stevens should play Dr. Doom. And I was like, that's an interesting choice. I don't see that, but like, <laughs> I would prefer a more imposing like person. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't come off as super imposing. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, um, what are we talking about? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. This, <laughs> this episode's like, it's it's definitely cool. It's more adventure. Uh, Felt more Indiana Jones than any of the previous ones. Definitely. They even mentioned arche- an archaeologist happened to be Layla's dad and how he died i guess uh which was kind of interesting you know it brings more layer to everything doesn't surprise me well, i think that, I wanna, that mark somehow tied into her father's death and i want to quickly a... go and reference the episode of uh the, the podcast me and kate did amateur's note last week we discussed movies and tv shows that sort of like throw you into a narrative mm-hmm. and don't really give you much whether that's an exposition or they expect you to have already known certain things mm-hmm. how engaging that can be I think Moon Knight off the bat really ran with that and did it well. And then the next two episodes sort of struggled because of that. And now in episode four, we're, we, I got enough that I'm finally starting to care about Layla in particular. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that was relationship struggled because of how quick it was initially. Like you had that, that you never really got to like her initially. Yeah. She was just sort of this like slightly annoying side character that had some history, but you didn't have enough to really give a shit. For sure. For so sure. now when you get this up with her dad, you get a bit more of her being shown to be like capable in her own right. Mm-hmm. Not just like some damsel type character. And she's, I become a likable character in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of been the, the course for her character is as you've gone on, you see more and more, uh, sort of action and kind of like badassness coming from our character. Yeah. Like and, um, fucking priest. Yeah. And I mean like that, like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it makes it, it makes her one of the more interesting characters in the show right now. Yeah. Um, because like things like, 
I don't know, like like the like the villain doesn't have like he he has a direction and you know that he's trying to achieve a certain goal. Yeah. But you don't know you know, like you don't know where Layla's at. Like yeah. you don't know if she's gonna have like uh, you know, an issue with Mark that's gonna cause her to fucking like, you know, turn sides or something. You don't know if he, if she's like on board all the way. Yeah. You don't know if she's in it for her own, really, like in a lot of ways that like what she's doing. And so yeah. she's kind of an interesting character at the moment. And she's fucking awesome. It's like she, she's capable as shit. Like, in yeah, the, they in finally the, in showed the series, it off, which is super cool. Um, yeah. Oh, I God. mean, you saw more of, you saw more action from her than from, uh, uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight. This episode, we didn't even see a suit up. Well, rightfully so. Yeah. Don't you still locked away? Yeah, for sure. But there was the, uh, I mean, great, like horror elements where she got grabbed yeah. I was like, holy shit. It was like a very like visceral moment. Yeah, well that shot and the shot in the uh in the embalming room where like, you know, you introduce to the creatures at first and they're like, you know, making those weird clicking noises and yeah. stuff. Like it's all yeah, all very unsettling and really like yeah, they found some really good like horror kind of pieces to like This is this know, is what I mean. With. I think actually that's sort of what I'm looking for in like Doctor Strange. There's so much about it being a horror movie. I, I mean, I want it to be a horror movie. Give me, but give me like the bones of that. Like, yeah. I, I understand like Marvel's a, it's Disney jaded cynicism. Insert rant about jaded cynicism of corporate media. But it'll be insulting to not be a horror that it's not a horror movie after they announced it and they exactly. backtracked it. But I mean, I want, you don't you don't expect elements, it from them. You know, you expect it from them. I want Sam know? Raimi to dive into a bit of that Evil Dead while making sure that it doesn't freak out the kids too much. You know. Like the show. I don't give a shit about the kids. Like <laughs> well, those, know, kid, those kids can go fuck themselves. They, 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 they shouldn't be in that movie. They shouldn't be in that movie. I want an adult Doctor Strange movie. You know what I mean? Like that would I be that, that's what would make me ultimately happy. I guess you're right. You're and like, also Marvel does get dark. There's, there are some kids crying in my Infinity War screening. I mean Marvel Mar yeah, saying Marvel gets dark is like I mean it, it, the Marvel Marvel has a lot of great storylines. Dark and, for accessibility terms. Yeah, dark, yeah, exactly. And so it's not like dark, dark. It's just not dark, sort dark. of like it's dark just sort for of like, general audience. It's like yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, but I'm 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 interested to see more of that though, like you're talking about, because at least, at least it's something. Exactly. You know, I think, and I think that that's something Marvel's actually done really well. They take these hints of other genre or like genre styles mm. and inject just a bit into everything. Gives a bit of a different feel to specific series, specific styles. I think, uh, like akin to Captain America, the first Avenger being a period piece versus the winter soldier having a lot of like yeah. spy type stuff going on. Turns there, there was some, very, there was some hints of like old school bond in that. And then yeah. you get, versus like moon Knight, like this diving into some psych horror and you get some fascinating stuff mm -hmm. it's still generally appealing but it gives it more character than morbius <laughs> yeah i i saw this oh my god dude speaking of morbius i saw this this really wild rumor <laughs> that like for some reason tyrese posted like a photo of like like I can't, I was like on some sort of social media, but it was like a photo of him and the character from the comics blade. And it was like, what? it was like something like, you know, people were like, Oh my God, dude is like, is this like some sort of like weird, like is Tyrese playing blade in some sort of like, you know, Morbius adjacent movie. Is he the Sony's version of it or something? Like, you know, it would, it would have been like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh, I was like, please no. And like, <laughs> and the, but the, the rumor I saw was that he's he was replacing 
you know, um, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, and, and no. I, was, I was like, no fucking way, no fucking way. <laughs> would Marvel be like, yeah, we we got Tyrese now, guys? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, fuck no. But it made me sweat for a second. Either way, I was like, oh my god, no, don't. Mahershala do Ali already <laughs> appeared in a Marvel film as well, and then they would replace it with with Tyrese Gibson. He was already in Eternals. Oh my god, it'd be so fucking uh, like that would be such a weird move. But yeah, I don't think wait, was, wait, wait. Anyway, speaking of so, that, what the fuck are they doing? with blade now and like they've made no like there's been like no announcements he on had that one line yeah and, and i feel and i feel like they really i don't i feel like that there might have been just like a thing just to like keep fans interested in the fact that blades in the universe yeah rather than like this has something to do with the storyline coming up you know what i mean i don't know i mean like i can totally get what they're doing i can get that they try and do uh it, it, that's why it gives me hope for like Midnight Suns with like a Black Knight. Oh, well, Midnight Suns would be cool. Black Knight, though. I mean, Black Knight's like, was Black Knight part of the Midnight Suns? No, but it would make sense if like, they do like sort of. Like, I'd rather have like Moon Knight, Punisher, get a fucking Ghost Rider in there. Yeah, no, no. You know, source, but, I mean, you got Doctor Strange. Wanda. No. Wanda? Yeah, Wanda would work in Midnight Suns. Oh, well, I mean, like, I'm thinking of, like, the actual, like... Yeah, yeah, the, the, char- the actual... The, the characters involved in let's, the Midnight Let's Suns. be real, though. There is a rotating cast, though, exactly. in, in general. Wolverine like, was a part of it at one time. Yeah, I feel like they could do the Justice title, League really. Dark thing where they always throw, like, a like a normal character in it because it's fun to bounce off of, like, the freaked-out normal dude. Or you put Batman well, in. Well, but, yeah, Batman I was going to say, but they, put, just, but they put Batman in that, and that was... He doesn't Batman's get scarier out. than he all doesn't... the paranormal ones. <laughs> but no, I, I, no, no, but I it, think it'd be cool to see some sort of like ensemble like that. I think that like weirdly, the direction that it looks like they're gonna go with Black Knight makes sense for Midnight Suns with the Embity Blade but what, having but what... this like hunger. Like they oh, can definitely that, okay. I mean, definitely... I really, I really tuned out of like all the shit in the internals. So like, yeah. I, I honestly didn't know like that they built some backstory for that character. Right, that's in the post credits. They do some what? stuff like the the Ebony Blades talking to him. Like briefly, you can hear like whispers oh, in the yeah, background. That's right, that's right. And you can sort of like if they're gonna do like a paranormal slash blade led Midnight Suns, you could fit a character like Black Knight if they really lean into the 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 sword is gonna fucking kill him if he doesn't keep killing people. Yeah. Like type thing, then go for it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. It's it's it th- th- that that's another character that to me like there has to be a plan with with him they wouldn't cast Black kit, Knight? yeah they wouldn't cast oh, kit harrington yeah. in, in that role show. even though kit like let's be honest kit harrington is a very boring actor like <laughs> he's he a is, type he's he a is, type he's a very i mean and he knows that like there's been like he made a short film like laughing about that you know yeah. like talk he played like a tennis player or something like that and like it was anyway so he he's not like a great actor yeah but he's a handsome face he knows how to like do sword fighting on screen and so, like, it, you know, but, like, the thing is, they wouldn't waste the money on him yeah. in a role like that unless there was a plan for it. There's going to be something. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and I'm wondering what it is because Black Knight seems like a really fucking random character to, like, put in the larger MCU and, you know not, what, like, and not, like, in the, the Sony, ver- like, adjacent version. You know what you know? I think is gonna be, they're going to do with Black Knight? What? I don't know how much you did. You like watch that post credit scene in Eternals? I, I mean, I definitely <laughs> did, but like all things, I just kind of forgot about that that whole thing. Like the sword is like moving in a very symbiote type way. Okay, so they're gonna make it. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, that, there you go. I was like, I was like, is this gonna be like a? Are they doing like a pseudo Venom thing with this? Yeah, like well, I mean, because they, it they sort of makes sense as like an adaptation of what Black Knight is in the well, comics yeah. and the deal with the Ebony Blade. And it sort of, sort of also ties in the like recent stories with like uh, 
Well, it with, makes with sense Venom. With, it makes sense with Gore the God Butcher being a villain in the Thor movie. That too. Because I mean, he wields the whatever the fucking name of the dark sto- the sword is. But it's, yeah. it's it's. I was thinking cruel as well. The 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 Venom or the God of the Symbiotes. No. No, that's uh, it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like Noel, a, Noel's, a sword, like, Noel's right? like the god of the symbiotes that he, you know, he created all the symbiotes. The, and the sword that, 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 or like at least part of the sword that, that Gore uses is like that blade that Noel creates that is a, just, shit, that, that is the first symbiote. Really? Yeah. And that's what that blade is. It's a symbiote. And so huh. from that, everything else spawned for, in terms of symbiotes and like the planet Clintar or whatever the fuck it is and like shit like that, you know? So, so Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. Back to Moon Knight. Like, uh, what a, I'm just gonna I'm gonna end my thoughts on Moon Knight here. Like, this was the this was probably my favorite episode thus far. I'm uh, mainly because we didn't have to see that horrible CGI suit, and uh, it was like it was a fun archaeology centered episode. Yeah, you know I'm a sucker for that. I love Indiana Jones. Give yeah, me, give me more of that. Give me more of that. That I'm cool tomb raiding shit. I'm excited to see where they go, especially if they keep playing up the uh, the psychological stuff. Yeah, well, and you know. Also I mean, want to see that third personality. Well, yeah, I'm I'm super like I mean I'm super curious about that that sarcophagus that was just banging banging in that room that yeah. they just like I I mean I wouldn't have wanted to go up to it either because <laughs> because like the last instance as a viewer we saw about with that personality that that personality murdered a bunch of people like straight yeah. up I mean not that they were probably they were probably attacking him but yeah but you know it looked brutal quite a bit yeah. so it was like oh <laughs> fuck I I mean that in between like finding um. The fucking statue, of, like with Amet, you know, like, yeah. the, like I'm wondering now. So Har- Harrow so has that, Alexander right? the Great, which is which. That was a cool thing. That was cool. That, yeah, um, that was, that yeah. was neat. Harrow like, has it. Yeah. So he has to have it. And so I don't know if they're gonna perform a ritual to make him the Avatar. There's yeah. one brief shot in uh, Moon Knight promo where it looks like a CGI suit Moon Knight is fighting Arthur Harrow on like the side of the Pyramid of Giza. So it's like it's yeah I know and they're like flying at each other. Oh man, interesting. It's a very it, you know that shot from Man of Steel where Zod is flying like going down, oh, yeah, Superman's yeah. coming up, yeah, very yeah. much like that shot. Cool. I was like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm down, I'm down. I want to see that fight. Yeah, on the side of the fucking pyramid. Cool. That'd be, that'd be sick. <laughs> cool. If here's the thing, that CGI suit would look way better if everything else was CGI around it. <laughs> Just throw more CGI at it. Yeah. <laughs> Make it night. They won't be able to tell it's bad. Yeah, the, uh, mm. No, but um, should we... Uh, I used this exact same segue last time. Uh, White Knight to the Dark Knight. Oh, man. Um, the Batman. Yeah. Give right. me your thoughts. We've been leaving the listeners in suspense for long enough, my friend. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest... There's like a couple of combinations of things I think lead to my opinion, but one of them, my opinion in general is that the Batman is not, uh, it's not my, it's not like that great. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a good entertaining movie. Yeah. Um, but like, I think one of the things that killed it for me is just like the hype. Like people were hyping it so hard. Yeah. That the things that you got in return weren't like, if you, I, I feel like if you look at them, they're just like, some of it was just meh. I think that, and I, I, I will be the first to attest that I'm a blatant, and I sort of relish hype. Well, I mean, and I, yeah, and it, I, I think I, I really, I'm, I'm very prone to getting lost in hype. I think and we can all. I we all we all can. But I think what's interesting, your take versus my own. I watch it day before opening night, mm-hmm. 
you have you're a month and a half detached. Yeah. The the talk has quieted down. But I people mean, people are still like, oh, this movie's great, but it's not as loud as it was. Yeah. You're getting to watch it sort of in a post-release. Everyone's gone out their thoughts vacuum. Mm. So. Yeah, and I mean, is over, there any- overwhelmingly, people have been very like generous with it. Yeah. Like the fighting in it, is kind of like blah. Yeah. Like I've seen better fight choreography in other Batman movies. I agree. And like, and I think so nothing it in it, like, nothing in it eclipses even that warehouse one, fight in one, BVS. One of my favorite things about the Batman though was like was some of the like the small moments, him getting like domed by the bridge while he was like doing the parachute. Yeah. Dive, you know him. Well, what uh, I, uh, fu- like just like having little like hiccups when his operation. You know. Yeah. Like that. That's younger. Was yeah, experience. Yeah. It was, so it was really cool to see that kind of aspect. Other than that, I want to just. I mean, is there anything that really stood out to you? Is like you were like, this is great. I mean. No. Really? No. Let me tell you this. I purposely tried to stay up late one night to watch it, uh-huh. and I fell asleep like probably close to the climax of the movie. Really? And I don't regret it. I think the climax like, was pretty I, tacked I, on. I woke up. Yeah, you knew where it was going, and like, and you know, the at that time in the in the movie, the Riddler character was kind of like overplayed, and like I do disagree. And, and like. You know, I woke up right near the point where like Batman's like helping some people get into a helicopter. Yeah, and I was like, "Cool, I'm glad to go to bed now." <laughs> no, I, I like that last set piece. At the same time, oh yeah, and the, and they all had that long that long drive off with Catwoman and the, yeah. the motorcycles. Yeah, I like that, that last that the last action set piece, but the movie would have been better off, and its message would have been more provocative mm-hmm. if the Riddler didn't just like cause a massive terrorist attack in the end. Because they really play, a la Bane. yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, they um, they really are playing off the fact that Batman, rather than like salt, like cre- creating it like actual change, is rather emboldening criminals and vigilantes. And the Riddler yeah. has been sort of emboldened by Batman. Mm. If I think it would have been like by and large more effective if come the end of the movie, the Riddler's caught. And it's just like, oh, I thought you were with me on this. We, we, like, this is the biggest change we could have made. Rather than being like, Ave Maria, let's blow up the fucking city and flood it. Like, I understand the need for a huge, you see Elvin on the mic, I'm so sorry. We (laughs) talked about this earlier. Uh, We, like, I think that, like, yes, there's a need sort of in this, like, modern superhero landscape for a big fight at the end. And, I feel like it would have been better without it, but that and like that attached with parts of the runtime is really like one of my few harshly negative criticisms. Yeah, I do think like this movie, like its weight, like the runtime weight was felt. Like, yeah. Like it, it, like and especially because like at times, I mean, there's there, again there are some really cool elements to this movie. Um, you know things like. Uh, like I like I like that they 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 finally did an effective job of making Gotham City a character. Yeah, um, man. And I thought it's a you know, great a character Gotham. that you want to see evolve and like see what the fuck hat comes from it. Yeah, it comes comes out of it. You know this this car- this Gotham City. Um, uh, but yeah, just like you know, like there's certain times where I feel like there's like certain cuts in between um, scenes that weren't like super janky but it was just sort of like you could have flushed out things a little bit more but you you flushed out things i didn't care about more, like yeah more you know um like it was a, it was like a complete waste to focus on that like 
Skarsgård character, the Coulson. Yeah. When you could have just like applied that to a different character, or like even just applied it to like, okay, this person in the in the in the DA's office is they could like, they could have done it with but, the with the current commissioner that died at the beginning. Yeah. Very unceremoniously. Yeah, exactly, and I think you could have saved like yourself, your viewers, like a little bit of fucking yeah bullshit and you know so, i think i don't know it, it, i think it was it was cool it was fun for what it was i think I you suppose, you're landing not, like a very neutral perspective on it you i know? mean i'm i'm not i'm not looking forward to watching it again yeah you know i wouldn't say it's as bad as eternals no but i think like i i think that like if if matt reeves didn't make a trilogy out of this movie i wouldn't be upset yeah like i'm fine like you're very, make, make you're, this one but I don't need another are one you, from you. Are you dissuade? And Pattinson's, like, Pattinson's performance was, like, it got sticky after a while. Where hmm. it was sort of like, okay, he's really, like, he's really leaning into, the, like, the, the depressed, uh, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne mentality. Yeah. You know, where he's, like, he's tired, he's sinking his work and, you know, his mind and everything. But, like, it gets to the point where, like, I don't know. He just comes off as, like... Moby. I don't know, like a mopey emo boy. And yeah. and it doesn't work for the character that I want Batman to be, personally. I like, think I think that And his voice wasn't actually that great either. Yeah, I guess that's I that's fair. You know, I think that we're I, I thought you're a bit more neutral in my I lean my, towards dislike. Really? Definitely. I lean right. I lean more towards dislike than like on really? this movie. Yeah. I I lean more I lean towards liking it personally yeah. i'm in the same camp though that i'm like there's a not, lot like i said there's things I, to watch i'm like, not i'm not like looking forward to watching it again it's a definite like watch it once in my case really enjoy it enjoy the experience of having watched it yeah i don't need to watch it again but i think that akin to what they did actually weirdly i can compare it to like the spider-man homecoming trilogy where we have like an established character. You don't need much into it. Mm. We can sort of watch it grow. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the upcoming films are him coming to terms with the Bruce Wayne side of the character and like sort of flipping that mopey emo kid into the more traditional Bruce Wayne facade that we're all used to seeing. Well, I mean the, the, because it seems like they, I mean, there's definitely like a definitive time period in Bruce in like the history of that character where like, you know, like going through all the things he's gone through, coming back to Gotham, starting his operation, definitely going to be a reclusive character at yeah. first. But you know, I just like I said, I think I think particularly because Pattinson has a history of being of like kind of portraying these like weighty characters and sometimes coming off as like a little immature esque. Yeah. Like that was a dangerous thing that they tried to do with him in that role, and I don't. I think you got more Twilight vibes than you wanted you know what yeah. i mean like that's fair and i and, and so you know i don't think i, I, don't, I don't know because I, of that, I it was like look, that's that i wish they'd turn it in a different direction i look yeah. forward to i look i really do hope that the bruce wayne that we like have come to expect like with the ending of this movie i think that that's the direction they're trying to go oh yeah well, he's definitely going to be more philanthropic and shit going exactly forward, it's like know, it's it essentially community. ends with him being like i'm not creating meaningful change by beating up some low-life thugs yeah we need to like go into like politics and like actually change the game from the top down to make meaningful impacts on the city. Mm. I think that that narrative setup leans heavily into Bruce Wayne sort of becoming 
akin to, I would love to see what they do in the animated series hmm. where he's obviously more at home as Batman, but this Bruce Wayne, he's like almost robotic. Like, yeah, it's the personality that you put on. Right? Exactly. And I think if Pence is more at home with these emo fucking like angsty version of Batman, let him be a bit robotic as a Bruce Wayne facade. I think it could sort of play into their hands. Well, he could definitely. I mean, Pattinson's got a great range. I'm not. I, I I'm think not so going to knock him as an actor. I just think that. No, I think no, that no. The, like the way they actually like it was. Just, it was like really just the like it was. I don't know. It was just like there's a certain moodiness that just like you got fucking tired of. Well, and, I think. And, well, I I'm less critical on the issues that you have problems with. I think that those issues that you have fall less on the actors than on like the general script. Yeah. You know, like I, yeah, like, I, I they're think, all I more think than with, capable. I think with this case, it was it's like a weird combination of like, you know, this guy's been in the, like in in certain things that kind of like already bring connotation to a role he's in. It's the meta, and so, yeah, and so you have to be aware of that, and yeah. like, and unfortunately for Pattinson, that's a hard thing for him to break out of. Yeah, going into this role, his career, and he's he's had like again he's done he's done some really cool movies yeah where he he gets away from that persona but everyone knows him as edward still yeah and i and so you know then that was like that was the diciness with the bruce wayne character yeah. and the batman anyway but i mean but so yeah in I, general I but it, but but I mean, it was the same thing with like colin farrell like i want to bring up the penguin because the penguin like everybody was like dude colin farrell's fucking awesome as the penguin colin farrell had good makeup on as the penguin really he, he looked cool but his penguin was like fucking blah like, eh. like it was not anything special. Like yeah. it didn't bring any sort of like he. I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just sort of like, I don't know. I'm glad that that, like I said, I'm glad that they kind of came up with some cool makeup that like disguised him from being Colin Farrell. You yeah. know what I mean? But I. It was yeah. I don't know. What as? Keep uh, but I want to say, um, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. He was fucking awesome. Jeffrey yeah, White Wright great. was fucking awesome as Commissioner I'm, Gordon. I'm I, looking forward to seeing more of him as Commissioner Gordon. I was going to keep going down the character list, see how see your feelings. Yeah. I I agree with you there. I'm glad that you... Super big highlight. That. Super all, big highlight there. I think I saw somebody say that all you need for a good Commissioner Gordon is like an exhausted, worn down dude with a mustache mm -hmm. that's covering Batman's ass. Yeah. And no. I was like... Jeffrey Wright, it's like that's definitely underselling the character. Jeffrey Wright did a great job. Mm -hmm. he, uh, yeah, he he fucking rocked it, and um, you know it's yeah, like the, and I will say this, and the relationship that they've built between Batman and Commissioner and Gordon at this point, it's believable. It's well, it yeah, Sorry. it's it's like kick the mic. It's um yeah, it's just like it's exactly something you'd ex you'd you'd want from that situation, like you know Gordon's like clearly working with him but he's also like like at times just like he's even like what the fuck am i doing you yeah. know but like he's the last honest very, cop in gotham it's very early on i mean i know? think that's something the little character moments i think are what makes this movie good in my opinion like yeah. i think it might not been, it might not have been enough to get you leaning towards the like side but for me it's the little stuff with like gordon mm -hmm. like them talking in the precinct and then batman clocking him and him later being like it didn't have to be that hard man yeah <laughs> and you could have pulled your punches oh, i did i did the uh or like the stuff with uh i thought the stuff with uh catwoman and batman was very good i'm intrigued on your thoughts but like that is stuff like that that sold the movie for me yeah how how do you how do you think zoe kravitz did i mean zoe kravitz did fine as that as, as that role i um 
I don't have any problem with her in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they just use these. They use a lot of actors that have good potential but in, in role in roles that have great potential for them to grow in. And I I think that again I think that I think that people really kind of like look at this movie with rose colored glasses. Like mm. you know they like they just there's something that they they want this movie to be. Yeah. And I just don't think it lives up to that personally. John Turturro's character was was great. I'm glad that he fucking died. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there was there wasn't anything else they could do with Falcone. Well, I mean, there's tons you can do with that character. It, he, at he, that can be, point. he can be a great re, like a great like background character. You know, he he's essentially he can be what they made. They're gonna make uh, Penguin be. Oh yeah, that's fair. And yeah, Penguin yeah. could actually have a role as a villain, but you know, like that. But instead, Penguin's gonna be the gangster that Batman has to keep going to because he has all the connections. Yeah. Uh, so you know cool uh but yeah i mean like all a lot of the a lot of the actors i think were good in their roles yeah there's just a couple that i think weren't and that includes colin farrell and the batman you know i think um i'm i'm intrigued you said uh the riddler shit got a bit thin towards the end was that the you i'm i think i think think after like after like five different scenes of him being like oh i was just sort of like you know like we get it like we get it you're like really yeah paul dano you decided to duct tape your fucking face we get it you're trying to you're trying to be the next heath ledger fucking batman villain like yeah you know what i mean like and that and that's it like it was it it was it seemed inauthentic after enough I wish, time you know i like, wish this was a video medium because the face you made when you made that i mean that's why his fucking that's why his face is taped up the entire movie right they don't want you don't want to see paul dano yelling like a fucking jibberoni like you know you don't want to hear it either actually (laughs) i will give him props i think that uh the way that they uh as much I didn't as... like it. That's, that, that's like my least favorite rendition of the Riddler. The fucking really? Zodiac killer Riddler. I liked it. It's it's you you could have done you could have made just like a serial killer. I like the little like fun you know I mean? riddles but to, but to... he would leave for for them, like the thumb drive yeah, thing. Like, like like those were cool. But, yeah. But the aesthetic of his character, like the costume of his character, the demeanor of his character, was fucking stupid. Okay. Like I want a more sophisticated Riddler. Right. you know what i mean like yeah. i want somebody like yeah i, I don't get know that. i don't want i don't want this like i don't want that once again and again paul I, dano could have pulled that off but yeah. they fucking went in this direction with it i liked i really liked the riddler going back to the mirroring of the riddler and batman in this sense so much was meant to be derivative and so much was to show that in that emboldening and i think one of the things i really liked i was saying earlier i didn't really like the uh the like final like the final set piece mm-hmm. but the way they set it up with him having been like this like weird internet personality with this fan base of like overly radicalized I mean, people that was also the kind of little thing but yeah well i mean it's a very i mean talk about grounding stuff in the present day it's like that shit like weirdly happens but you could have at me at me at least made it look look real like the shots of them of him like uh doing a live stream with batman we're so cheese looking that it was just yeah, like yeah, that's fair yeah you're convincing me that this is actually real life <laughs> i i mean like i mean yeah i can i can understand it's that like, but then at the it's same like anytime time he's like a text conversation in, yeah. a, in a in a movie or tv show you're just like that's not real that's not real that's not how people talk. i can agree i can agree with that <laughs> i mean the general i the idea and concept behind that 
is like weirdly real in my oh, mind. Oh yeah, people people live stream shootings and shit all the time. Yeah, like and, and yeah, I, I found I'm not it disagreeing like, with that. I found it like unsettling the I, sense again that it, the portrayal, exactly not the idea. The idea was really good. <laughs> I think the portrayal was really good, which is where I differ from you. Mm-hmm. I was I was totally down with this version of the Riddler. I think for what they were going for in the Batman, I think it made sense. And it's why I mentioned last week that I think Azrael would be a fun next villain to go to. You could keep building off of that whole narrative. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, uh, I was thinking about that too. Like, Azrael's such a fucking random character I mean, to like try, to try and build like a, a base around. People are familiar with the Riddler, right? Here's my here's yeah, my pitch like... to Matt Reeves. Here's my pitch to Matt Reeves. The Batman has become a bit more reclusive. Bruce Wayne's making more public appearances, trying to get the city back together through philanthropic works, mm. trying to be more public, more outreach based. The Batman's coming out less. Street level violence might be up for a minute while Bruce Wayne tries to provide some kind of different aid, tries to get, he's yet to find the balance. He's leaning too far into that one side. Mm. Different vigilantes start showing up, fucking murdering people in the streets, using a similar visage to the Batman. Asriel, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's like, I mean, like, again, like, I feel like you could do that with, like, a, a handful of different characters. I know. You could pull that off without even introducing Jason Todd as a fucking Robin. You could pull off a Red Hood storyline, which is I essentially guess what that right. character is. Uh, yeah, I guess As- you're right. Asriel's just like, it's, it's you know, I've, I say this a lot about comic uh, book properties. It's, it's like a really random character that it's like you have to, conv- like, it's not in on people's radar enough i think you know like if you if you are familiar with the you know the nightfall storyline or like this the re, like whatever random recent like storyline they had where it's like Azriel was like a fucking machine half machine or something like that oh you yeah, know, yeah. Like, no it was where Azriel took and, over and yeah and you know it's like if, if you read those you might be familiar <laughs> but it's not like a character i think that's like I don't know, but I think out there enough. But I think it's what we were talking about with DC on one of the recent podcasts. It's like maybe you maybe try with something. maybe I mean, Peacemaker worked out. Yeah, maybe buying in on some of these more niche characters that people haven't heard of is what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to tell. It's exactly, just, that's the thing because it's, like because it's a the, balance. It's a because, balance because to me, it's like again, it's like watching. You know, after watching this movie, like you know, I I don't. I don't think that they can do an obscure character justice or make it relevant when they haven't even made like a character. I, I just assume they had in the bag or like, like good enough for me. And so, you know, it's like, do you it, still think like a Mr. Freeze would be a good villain? It's hard to tell. Yeah. If they actually like, if they, if they, I don't know, it's hard to tell because like, because like I said, like I just, I really didn't like this version of the Riddler. Huh. And so it was sort of like, this if, is why. Yeah. Folks, this is hot dogs, corn dogs. Uh, this is why I enjoy this podcast. Because me and Jared have very different reads on stuff. Like this. Hey man, it happens. I mean, it happens. And, but I think, I think it's, it, brings, it brings up an interesting conversation. Where I, and it's why I, sort of, why I usually respect your takes quite a bit. I mean, I sort of exist in this hyper-focused, mostly optimistic void on films. And I'll, and I'll be the first to admit that a lot of my perspectives probably get tainted by that. And I tend to fanboy and get caught up in hype, like I was mentioning earlier. Oh, we all do. That, we, all do. we all do. But I find you, my friend, 
are usually a bit more impervious than I am. <laughs> it's true. I genuinely think so. As some of my coworkers would say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of no bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Well, I don't know. It's sometimes good to be like a, like, but sometimes not. Like sometimes it leads you to, to not getting like lost in the sauce, you know, like just kind of like, from experience, you know, that, so that, that deep breath right before. Well, I mean, so it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's good to know. It's good to experience these things, you know, yeah. to go see the fucking movie and make but, your own like, mind. Yeah. But like make your own opinion and like, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Whatever that opinion is. That but, like, said, the important thing is to be in that fucking seat. You know what I mean? That like, said, I am personally upset that Jared disagrees in life. <laughs> <laughs> and 101 is the last episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, folks, it's been real. But we've go, been going for 101 episodes. Me and Jared have finally significantly disagreed on a popular film. Calling it good. <laughs> but no, it's like you know, and, and that's, I think we have a good discourse with 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 certain things. So there's a lot of stuff we sync up on right away. Oh yeah, man. and so it's kind of it. It's always good when something comes up and we have different, very different takes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I, I don't know. There's just. It's just like, like I said, I think part of it was just like, you know, too much, too much, uh, like reading, seeing too much initial praise. Um, I definitely, because it, def- it. it definitely like, it definitely like set a certain standard and then, and, but like I got, but that's not all of it for me though, yeah. for sure. Like it's, it's like, you I know, said, like certain things like, like the Riddler portrayal. Like I just, I, I, I like, I like. I don't know. I just like a different, a different, uh, if I'd had a chance, I would be very intrigued to ask alternate universe. Jared, who went on like opening night, how he felt about the Batman. You know how I would have felt? I probably would have fallen asleep in the theater watching it. Really? I've done it before many times with other movies. And like that one being the three hour length, it was like, it wouldn't have kept me going. Interesting. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you. I would have been sour that I spent money on it. Really? Definitely. Hey, okay. Like, uh, like, I, I respect you, my friend. I mean, it's just the truth though. Like I would have been mad that I spent probably 20 bucks on a date night to go out and fall asleep in a different chair. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. And because that's, I don't know. I no, mean, no, fair enough. Fair enough. It is what it is. I, res- I, I respect your consistency, <laughs> you know? Um, Oh, we did forget one thing. This will be brief. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse, parts one and two were delayed. Um, They're now coming out in June of 23 and January of 24. Yeah, man. They're just like, there's been been stuff that's been shuffling around lately. I'm surprised that those movies have had as fast of a turnaround because apparently it took forever to animate the pre, like into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. They've been probably busting their ass. It doesn't surprise me that there's like, you know, things, projects get shuffled, but yeah. But it just seems like it seems like like we've been seeing a handful lately. That said, I mean? it may have been making room for uh, for Craven the Hunter, okay. which is set to premiere January twenty third with the guy that formerly portrayed Quicksilver. There's so many actors, <laughs> <laughs> and they're already trying to differentiate themselves from the MCU. It's just they like, keep yeah, hiring like... actors that have already done the superhero thing. In this case, a dude that has played two superheroes already. It's just nonsense. Like, that movie's going to be bad. Like, I don't know why they can... Like, how do they think that they can move forward with that movie when Morbius just fucking tanked? You know, know. I mean? It's like, ridiculous. Like... Are they filming? Like, I don't know. There's, like, movement on that film. They've hired... Like, there's been other casting announcements. That yeah, apparently I could, Chameleon's I could, I, in it. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, they've cast somebody in, like, that role. And so it's like... 
I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't even fucking care. Like that. <laughs> like that. That movie is like. If I'm not here for the Batman, I guarantee you, I'm not here for fucking there's one, the goddamn. There's one Hunter. thing on the Sony side I give a shit about, and that's Into the Spider Verse, and that's it. <laughs> like yeah. Like uh, yeah, I definitely want to see more. Of that. And I definitely like, think that Into the Spider Verse would have fucking sucked if uh, Lord and Miller were in charge of it. Those guys are absolute. I mean, talk about selling point like directors. Those guys are absolute kingmakers that have made movies and shows punch way above their weight. Yeah. So it's like I, I definitely think they did it with Into the Spider Verse. So I'm excited. Yeah. Even with the delays. Even with the delays, it, it'll be worth it either way. Yeah. Like that because that one is like that's a, that's a, just a fun property. Oh honestly. yeah. Oscar Isaac can play his third Marvel hero. Well, I mean, once Moon Knight doesn't get picked up for a second season, he can move on to that. Back to that. <laughs> back to Apocalypse. <laughs> no, you can you go back. You can go to playing back to playing that fucking. Uh, oh, Miguel, Spider, yeah, Miguel Spider-Man Herrera. twenty ninety nine. Yeah, I thought you were referencing fucking X Men Apocalypse. No, dude, I'm I'm sure he would not want to go back to that. Oh, did you ever? He, see... He complained about that like a motherfucker. He did like, an interview. Yeah. I want to say it was like a like a my career interview, like where he goes movie by movie, mm. and he was like X Men Apocalypse. I signed on because I worked with, I was set to work with some really cool actors I never worked with before. I couldn't walk in the suit. They put me on a dolly and rolled me into a cool tent whenever I wasn't shooting anything. Yeah, it sounded like a nightmare. Yeah, terrible. It sounded like a nightmare, and he looked like he looked really bad in that movie. He too. looked like, terrible. That costume was shit. How do you fuck up an apocalypse costume? I know, dude. That that's what I mean. Like that that was so disheartening because it was this like is... apocalypse is like apocalypse's look from like it's the cool. animated series from like most of the comic book runs. Like it looks cool. You don't have to have the big ass A. No, no, you don't. You but like but like that just like his like like the build size like yeah. the look of like he just looked menacing. Yeah. Like and this power. Yeah, and like the way this they is did something that was we like, don't oh. give Marvel proper enough credit for. They are great at translating comic like appearances, excluding the Moon Knight suit. It like but even like Mister Knight or like the Thor costumes, you know. Yeah, like a lot of their costumes are pre- are are pretty on point. They've some of the some of the some of the Captain America suits have been absolutely awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor I mean, Strange. Yeah, they they do a good job of like kind of walking that line of like Spiderman, you know, making believable co- like superhero outfits. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, I think you know. That being said, we gotta we gotta fucking plug our shit too. Dude, you know it's been I mean? an hour and a half. Uh, you can, you can tell we've uh, enjoyed. This has been a ride of an episode. It's been a, yeah well I mean we had we had some good stuff to talk about this yeah. this week and uh but like I said we got to plug our shit okay. uh, uh <laughs> under further review we got to um, do it releasing alongside this episode probably under further review is going to have the second part of anger leads to hate mm-hmm. go and listen to Jared and the fellow members of the council listen to music that they hate was it the first was it this I can't I can't remember was the Adele track on the first no. part? Oh my god. Well then folks, if you like hearing me shit talk uh, Adele, listen to the second part. Generation defining artist. Generation defining artist. Full of bullshit. <laughs> Full of bullshit. <laughs> uh, what we got on Whack Arms this week, my friend? Uh Halloween three, season of the witch. There it is. Such a fucking good movie. Such a fucking good movie. Awesome. Oh uh, yeah. And then yeah, these are all probably popping up on um I mean you're probably listening to it if you're listening to this podcast, but yeah. they're probably all give it a listen. If you have that yet, weekend drop, get while, after it. While you're here. Uh, Instagram. And, yeah, I was gonna say, gotta get on Instagram. Instagram. Um <laughs> because we didn't get any comments. I was going to bring it up for the Thor trailer. I want feedback. You fucking bastards. You sons of bitches. Go in and, go and engage with us. Give us your thoughts. 
I will actually read them out. I'm not fucking with you. Don't I'm not like Cheerios on fucking Twitter that asked, give us a good story, and then never did anything. Cheerios can suck it. Suck it, Cheerios. <laughs> they didn't even say fuck children on their Twitter, so then John Oliver could donate a million dollars. I know. So I know what I remember that. That was like I was like, they're gonna have to do it. They're gonna. They're gonna have to. They, they, look, they did it. They look like such a dicks for not doing it. Honestly. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. That's how we make it big. Yeah, there you go. We'll say fuck children. You give us a million dollars. Well, if we do that, we'll just have to bring back you snoozy news. <laughs> <laughs> Tying it back. <laughs> Tying it back to the beginning of the old right. radio saga. Seriously, though. Thank you for listening as always. Like Lucas was saying, get on Instagram to follow us, Old Heart Radio. Find the fucking podcasts on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and, you know. Uh, all the stuffs. All the stuff. Listen to be our podcast. All the stuff. The Council Beckons. Yeah, man. Listen. The, the Whack Arnold's brothers, we're always fucking churning them out. The Council's beckoning. We're, uh, you know, we're always seeking our entertainment, you know, here. And there we are. Before you know it, there will probably be a Gilmore Girls podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, keep your fucking eyes out for amateur. No man, I love that last episode. I really did. Glad to hear it. It was super. It was super interesting getting some takes. You know, and I was glad that I was glad that you guys uh, talked about Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, killer movie. You know, uh, quickly, Gilmore Gilmore Girls podcast. Yeah. Here's what we should call it. What's that? Gil me up. (laughs) Gil me up. End the podcast, please. (laughs) Good night.